the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Hi, friends. Marty Schneider here. Got a question for you today. Can you afford another loss in your investment portfolio like the one you might have taken back in 2008? Well, hopefully, now that you're a little bit older and a little bit wiser, I'm going to bet the answer is no. Marty Schneider here, the retirement professor. As people near retirement, taking the same kind of risk that they took when they were younger can really create some complications in your retirement years. There is a strategy designed for somebody just like you in 2008, when the stock market crashed, clients using this strategy didn't lose a penny. And when the market goes up, you share and participate in those gains, and you lock those gains in every year. Really great strategy for people at or near retirement age. Give me a call for your free consultation, and I'll show you how to make it work for you. You can reach me at 800-727-PLAN, 800-727-7526. That's the news for the day. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. Call me for your free consultation, 800-727-PLAN. That's 800-727-7526. FM 96.1 North County AM 1170 San Diego The Answer Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, 5 foot 2 and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Well, good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. We are live and not just on Facebook Live like we are every night of the week from 6 to 7 p.m. on The Answer San Diego. We're actually live from Fashion Valley Mall, babies. We are down here for a very special event. It's my honor to once again be at a showing, a special screening of the amazing movie No Safe Spaces hosted, uh, which uh, I say hosted like it's a radio show. It's him and Adam Carolla. He's co-starring. Thank you. Co-starring with Adam Carolla in No Safe Spaces. But I am not down here at Fashion Valley alone like every night of the week. I got my 8K crew with me, babies. Tonight... People are asking me. I'm I'm at the I'm down here at the movie theater at Facebook at, at Fashion Valley, and they're like, "Hey, where's this guy DJ Carrot Sticks? Where is he?" So he's joining me here, but we got to give him the proper introduction. Y'all know how I do it every night of the week. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. Ready? Oh, it smells like carrot sticks. Oh, it doesn't really smell like carrot sticks down here. You know what it smells like is that movie theater popcorn. I know. Isn't that the best so smell So distinctive the smell. It is one of the best smells. That and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm so excited to be down here. Thank you to everybody at the station, everybody here at Fashion Valley that made this event possible tonight. Um, but I know many of you that aren't in San Diego wish you could be here and you were here with us in spirit watching on Facebook Live. Keep those comments rolling. Just because we're live at Fashion Valley doesn't mean that we're not going to be watching and trying to read out some of your comments throughout the show. 
we're going to be doing that. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. Um, I'm on Instagram at Andrea K Show. And then, of course, we're broadcasting on Facebook Live. Among, it's not just me and Carrot Sticks here, though. There is so much breaking news today, what's happening. Not, we're not just here to talk about First Amendment with no safe spaces tonight. There's so much that's breaking with the impeachment, as well as the FISA courts themselves and what went on, which is what, what many of us conservatives have been saying for years is the greatest abuse of power in the history of this country. There's breaking news today. So it's it's just my good luck that in advance of that, that I asked to have my buddy Wendy Patrick, the greatest legal analyst in San Diego County, here Aww. with me tonight. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Andrea. Always a pleasure to mix it up with you. Yeah. yeah that's right. And we got lots to mix it up tonight. Of course, we are here. We're going to talk about what happened, the scathing rebuke from the FISA courts. You know, after Horowitz came out with his report last week, Wendy, people were like, how come we haven't heard anything from the FISA courts? It's clear now that they've been defrauded and, you know, why haven't they spoken up? And they they did today. But before we get into that, we are here for the showing of No Safe Spaces. I have been arguing for a while and I actually talked to the, to the folks that came to the last screening that we did of No Safe Spaces that I believe that our First Amendment rights is the most important uh, right and freedom that we have, even more than Second Amendment, because to me, our First Amendment rights, the right to exercise our freedom of religion, the right to exercise freedom of speech, to me, that is, as Dennis Prager said on my show last week, he said that's really where we get our human dignity. And I say, in addition to that, that if we allow people to take our First Amendment rights, then that's what protects us and keeps us from losing all of our other rights. How do you see the First Amendment? You know, the the First Amendment, obviously, we all enjoy it, we all love it, and we like to accept express our opinion. What we've seen, I would say, over the last five years at least, is really uh, really the boundaries of the First Amendment being tested and tried in so many different ways. And you get people having their social media accounts shut down and monitored and censored and everything in between. What it's really done, Andrea, is it's made us step back and say, what really are we allowed to say? How mm-hmm. are we allowed to say it? And on what platform? There's nothing worse than spending all that time cultivating the perfect tweet, only right. to notice it never shows. <laughs> up. And oftentimes it's because you tagged something that was too conservative, too liberal. You used a name that was trending. That if There's all these things that go into the analysis of when can you actually think you're saying something but not be permitted to. So I'm glad we're talking about it yeah. because I've got to tell you, it's not. this issue is not going anywhere. No, it's not because it, the, the left started actually where, where we're at now. Actually, it's been a slow creep. As with all of the removals of our civil, civil liberties and attacks on it. You know, it's it's never like you've got full liberties here and then all of a sudden they're gone. It's always death by a thousand cuts. And for me, this is a progression. And it started with getting um, be the, the weapon of the PC stick. You know, this is 10, 15 years ago we were told if you want to enforce immigration laws, you hate brown people. If you're looking for welfare reform, you must hate poor people. Uh, if you don't want to fund Planned Parenthood, you must hate women. And that was a way, that was the beginnings, that was even started before social media, and that was the way to shut down, to, to control speech and to shut down debate, by, because nobody wants to be called a racist. Nobody wants to be called a woman hater. That's right. And then the other side of that, let's just like, you know, the full spectrum is you can't just go online, offline and say anything. There are very strict parameters to when you cannot use the First Amendment. I mean, let's give you a couple of them, you know, bullying, um, right. harassment, hate speech. There are certain types of things that you absolutely cannot say threats. I mean, I could go on and on. I'll probably take up the whole rest of the hour talking about this. You can't say fire 
in a theater. Can't say fire to crowd a theater. So there are lots of different kinds of boundaries that we've known have existed for years. But the one you're talking about, Andrea, is a new boundary and query whether it should be a boundary. Unpopular right. speech has never been something that the First Amendment says you can't say. Right. Well, you know, the First Amendment was actually founded to protect speech that we don't like. That's right. Because then then what you're doing is you are, when you, when you start going down the road to where you think that the government should be deciding what hate speech is or, you know, um, then, then you're leaving it up to man to decide to control our lives, basically. And that's ultimately what, it, what it's all about. You know, what you may think is hate speech, I may not think is hate speech. And that's why the courts step in as much as they do. But even when they do, there are so many different ways in which you can get an idea across, some of which are perfectly fine, some of which will get you censured. So judges have their work cut out for them. I always say they should be paid more than they are because they're the ones that are really facing these tough decisions. You can't just look at the case that says you can't shout fire in a crowded theater and say, oh, well, now we have guidance to know what else you can't say in a crowded space because it's case by case basis. Well, but isn't the isn't First Amendment clear? You know, it, it, isn't it supposed to be all speech? Is spo- why should we have it allow? And, and I feel like we're starting to conflate a couple things here. Um, our, our legal controls over our speech versus the tactics of controlling our speech by beating beating us up with the PC stick. Very good. As well as controlling our speech on social media, which is being denied. Somebody just tagged me in a post that a woman has been banned from Facebook because she was posting Bible scriptures. Oh. We've got we've got um, the the mob attack of using social media that if you're like Nicholas Sandman, the case of Nicholas Sandman and the way social media went to, to destroy him and, and others, we see the social me- media mob. If you say something they don't like, then they want to go to your employer and get you fired. So, you know, to me, it's it's an assault on so many different areas uh, of our lives. And, you know, and, and so much of it, the movie tonight, No Safe Space, is what I think is so brilliant about it with Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla did is that they 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 really show in a way that's as educational and it is informative they they, they show that this is an issue that Democrats and, and liberals need to be concerned about because Democrats seem to be on board with the idea that it's fabulous to deny somebody their speech because they feel like they get to deny somebody hate speech and they don't think about the long-term implications for what they could be doing to themselves and I think what what you've brought up is the reality of the world we live in where it's It's not the court system that sanctions you. It's the court of public opinion. Right. And the court of public opinion, unfortunately, has a voice that is very loud. And they also sometimes use intimidation tactics. Right. In order to make you think that you can't express a a Bible verse, um, a conservative opinion, a liberal opinion, whatever it is, because you think that something's against the law when actually you're just being censured because somebody believes they don't want to hear what you have to say. So it's the marketplace of ideas that is being, seems like, sort of policed informally by people that are in charge of those social media platforms. Well, and ultimately the end game is part of a cultural Marxist movement. The idea is to shut down speech that is, is anything that has to do with traditional America, that has to do with our Judeo-Christian principles and, found, and values that we were based upon. Our rights come from God, not from man. And, you know, the, and, and they, so they can't, uh, there's a couple things at play here. The left's ultimate goal is to transform us from a republic that's based on Judeo-Christian principles and natural law that our rights come from man. And they want to transform us into Venezuela. Yeah, I use that, that example, which is a centralized system of power with complete 
control over our lives. And in order to get that over on us, they've got to destroy the fabric of America. And that means destroying anything that's traditional America. So that's why they've got to shut down any expression of Christianity, any expression of free speech, any expression of speech that um, is a viewpoint that might convince Democrats or liberals that, you know, we should keep America in the way it is. And that's a perfect segue because I was just going to say, Andrea, I wonder if they even realize that that is the result of some of these censuring tactics. Because I happen to know plenty of liberals that believe in Jesus Christ as much as you and I do, Mm -hmm. not even understanding that some of the tactics that are used by somebody in that of that ilk and of that mindset has the effect that it does. So you often worry about people living in silos. I know a lot of people that are both liberal and conservative, and they only watch what they watch instead of watching both sides to be able to be exposed to the kind of ideas and viewpoints that allow them to be free thinkers and make their own decisions right. instead of just seeing who has the most likes, what has the most views. Right. Kind of like you and I, we watch all of the stations and all yeah. of the content because only when you're well-informed, knowledge is power, can you make the right decision. Yeah, and you know they're preying upon the, the Christians. They're... Uh, who, because Christians don't want to be called racist. We don't want to be called bigoted. You know, it, it's interesting. It's like they're they're using tactics that are going against Christians while at the same time preying upon our Christian good hearts to manipulate us in, into silence. They're also preying upon kids. We have talked endlessly about on my show that for decades what the left did, and you, you see this in the movie tonight, No Safe Spaces, what the left did successfully was hijack our school system and to indoctrinate children into anti-American remove anything about pro-America, the good things about America, American exceptionalism, the history of America, teach kids anti-Americanism, teach kids that socialism is good. And at the same time, while creating an environment where every kid thinks they're supposed to get a blue ribbon, the sense of entitlement that there's no such thing as right right or wrong, that their feelings should, should supersede everything and their emotions should supersede everything. And, um, that, and, and if you're driven by your emotions and feel that you're entitled to have whatever you want, you're you're not going to be able to tolerate an opposing view. Here is a question that I often wonder about. Do you think it is everyone in that arena, everyone on the left, everyone that's liberal, or do you think it's a small group of very loud vocal voices that maybe sort of create the perception that, well, that's what this group of people believes. I say that because I, you and I both know people that are liberal, that are on that mindset, but that are totally against some of the ideas that we hear espoused. So you just wonder whether those viewpoints are representative of everyone. Well, I, that, that's a good question. I think what it is, is I think that, it, it, you know, as a lawyer, I got to play devil's advocate. Right, I, I think I, I, I'm not sure it matters because if you have Might five, not. if you have five percent controlling the rest, then does it really matter? Yeah, and, and, and you that, have to look at the end game. You have to right. look at the end game. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to talk about the FISA courts today and their scathing rebuke. Basically, they call Jim Comey a liar and a fraud. Okay, so we got to talk about that. When we come back. Oh, yeah. More Andrea K. Show coming up. sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea K here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets 
assets paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. The inside story behind a Christmas song is presented by More Furniture for Less. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The Rudolph character first appeared in a book written in 1939 by Mr. Robert L. May. His brother-in-law, songwriter Mr. Johnny Marks, adapted it into a song. He now talks about getting someone to record it. The next step was to get it to some artist. So I had a fellow, Al Chernick, who later became Guy Mitchell, make a demonstration record with myself at the piano, and he sang. And I sent it to Bing Crosby, Dinah Shore, the Andrews Sisters, and to Gene Autry. The rest of the story, I will have to use Gene Autry's words because I didn't know him at the time. And he told me that he got my little record through the mail along with a couple of hundred others. And he picked eight that he thought he liked the best. He took those eight home, Rudolph included, and played them over to pick four for the next record session. When he came to Rudolph, he said to himself, as he told me, Absolutely no. But his wife, Ina, was in the room. Ina said to Gene, I think that song about Rudolph is the greatest song Gene I ever heard. Please do me a favor. Put it on one side of the record and put what you think is a hit on the other side. And he said, Johnny, that's how it happened. All accident. I was just very fortunate that Rudolph passed my way. From the Christmas Files of the MusicalSoundReview.com, I'm Francis Chick Powers. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. You go down in history. More Furniture for Less is proud to sponsor the inside stories behind America's favorite holiday songs and Christmas carols. No matter what furniture you're shopping for this holiday season, at More Furniture you can save time and save money. We're committed to give you the best furniture at the guaranteed lowest price, without exception, every day. We've been voted San Diego's best furniture store now 10 years in a row by you. More Furniture for Less. Four locations. Off Miramar Road at Milch between I-15 and the 805. In San Marcos off Highway 78 at the Las Postas exit. In El Cajon at I-8 and Johnson. And in South Bay on Sweetwater Road off the 805. Visit us online at morefurniture.com. North County, AM 1170, San Diego, The Answer. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys with me, 888-344-1170. We are coming at y'all live from the movie theaters down at Fashion Valley for the special screening tonight of No Safe Spaces. Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla's amazing movie that's on track, by the way, I think, uh, to beat actually Michael Moore's documentary, DJ Carroll. That's great. Well, I know it's only been shown in about 160 theaters, and already it's grossed over a million dollars. Yeah. 
So it's, I, I sure hope it knocks it down. Well, yeah, you know, it is so important. They've gone around the mainstream media. Before the break, we were talking about First Amendment and how they're trying to deny people free speech. And this is, and, and so hat tip to the producers for going yeah. around regular media to get this message out. And what you guys will be surprised to find out when you see this movie is that it shows clearly how this is an issue affecting Democrats. And it is about what's happening on college campuses. But you'll see, you'll see Barack Obama in there. You'll see Van Jones in there talking about how important it is to preserve First Amendment rights. Yeah, and it's important for you to come out and support this movie because it's not right. going to be on Netflix. It's not going to be on Hulu. It's not going to be on these leftist streaming right. platforms. So you need to you know, put your money where right. your mouth is, come down and right. support this movie wherever wherever it's showing right. and, you know, close to. That's right. an apt analogy. It's about free speech. Exactly. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth yeah. is. I yeah. like that. Yeah. That so, works. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, he was probably wondering where his free speech was, Wendy, because we were talking so fast and, and, and t- together in the open. We didn't let DJ Carrotsteaks get a word you just <laughs> jump in if we do that again. You guys are the pros. I'm just here working on the sound. Well, I'm so glad to have this pro, this amazing legal analyst with me, Wendy Patrick, because news broke today, you know, after the Horowitz report of last week. Um, you know, the, the, report, the report comes out and Jim Comey says, oh. See, we've been vindicated. We didn't do anything wrong. He actually said mission accomplished. This shows that we've been doing we've been doing God's work. We did such an amazing thing. Then Horowitz comes out and he's like not so fast. This didn't vindicate anybody. And he went into he went on to, in, in front of the committee talking about the gross abuses from the FBI that this was not just sloppiness. This was an actually an intentional act to not just a lie to the courts, but actually to falsify evidence. And people were wondering, well, why haven't we heard from the FISA courts? They've been duped. It, are they in on it? And then today we heard from the FISA, FISA courts themselves in an absolutely scathing rebuke, as well as some demands. And so I was so pleased that I had Wendy Patrick scheduled to be with us tonight. Um, I'm going to read a little bit from the report, then I'm going to have her share with us really the legalities of what's going on and what their demands are, because they didn't just come out and pimp slap Comey. Okay, but they actually made some demands, which some people are seeing as a good sign. Some people are not. They said the FBI's handling of the Carter Page applications as portrayed in the OIG report was antithetical to the heightened duty of candor described above, which means, as we've talked about many times, they have they have not just an ethical duty, but an obligation when it comes to the FISA courts. There's an extra level of measure of security and, and propriety that's supposed to be brought to bear because it involves uh, warrants and surveillance of Americans. They go on to say the frequency with which representations made by FBI personnel turned out to be unsupported or contradicted by information in their possession, meaning they withheld exculpatory evidence, and which they withheld information detrimental to their case, calls into question whether information contained in other FBI applications is reliable. Wendy Patrick, is that just not extraordinary? I'll tell you what's extraordinary is you say we haven't heard from the courts. We rarely ever hear from courts in circumstances like this, particularly when you're talking about a court that is already a secret. What really made the difference here? Now, we all read the IG report, and i got to say it's another example of guilt is in the eye of the beholder. You had one report, you had a number of different people read it, and everybody thought it said something different. Everybody said it pointed a finger in a different direction, depending on who you were, what your mindset was. But one thing was unmistakable with what the FISA court said today. They were not pleased with the FBI and the way they were handling the information that was disclosed. And the the judge made that clear that they can do better. And what, what she basically said is what she read and what she now knows casts doubt on other types of information 
that the FBI put forward. Now, you and I both know there are so many wonderful, credible people that work at the FBI. You just have to wonder how this particular group of warrants or this bit of information happened to be so tainted. We know that because of the IG report. We know that because of what the FISA court said. But you need source credibility. When you are relying upon the information that's given to you, your decisions as a court are only going to be as good as the information that's imparted to you. Well, yeah, and when this this was a, the FISA courts is, is fairly new to America. This this came about as part of the Patriot Act that had to do with after 9-11. And when the FISA courts came about, it was supposed to be uh, used for surveillance to stop. It was supposed to be part of anti-terrorism and actually Americans were never even supposed to be caught up in the FISA courts. This was not supposed to happen. And if you are going to go to any FISA court to seek any warrants, you are obligated to to not, and, and you are really to any to any court if you're going to go, you know, uh, uh, on the part of a law enforcement agency or an investigative body to go to seek a warrant, whether it's to go into somebody's home, search their car, or whatever. Right. You're supposed to be bringing probable cause. You're supposed to be bringing evidence. When it comes to the FISA courts, you are obligated and required to also provide anything that's exculpatory of the target. It's not like a grand jury where you can, or supposed to be a grand jury where you can indict a ham sandwich, it, where, you know, the, per, the person that's targeted doesn't get an opportunity to prevent a de- defense. And what I'm reading here is, tell me if I'm wrong. I, I'm thinking this woman almost gave him like a Judge Judy smackdown. She was like, don't come into my court with dirty hands. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining, right? And if you've lied about one thing, I can assume you've lied about everything. And to hear that described with our FBI, the top law enforcement agency in the land, to me, that's kind of chilling. Well, it's interesting that you that you chose to paraphrase it that way, because what I would say, stepping back, is looking at the infrequency that a court like this does actually give public sanctions to begin with, I could see how you'd come away with that perspective, knowing your personality as well. Yeah. That, that helps, too. <laughs> and my love of Judge Judy. That's right. And but one of the things I will say here that I thought was interesting is, yes, they, the, the chief judge, she said what she said, but she also asked for, and I'm going to call it a progress report, show us what you've done to ensure that the information you bring to this court is credible, is vetted, is reliable, is the kind of information we need to make the very important, sensitive decisions that we have to make. And I also thought it was interesting that it echoed a little bit what Christopher Ray said when he was talking oh, about guy, the IG guy. report is, well, these are all of these things we're going to do better. FISA court weighed in, too, and said, okay, you have until January 10th. We would like to see what you've done better. Now, I know that you haven't you haven't d- done any, I, I don't think you've been um, uh, at the U.S. Attorney's Office and familiar with this, this kind of stuff, so I don't want to put you on the spot here, but is there a possibility that other people that have been convicted or, or cases that have come about before are now subject to possibly being recalled and looked at or relitigated on this basis? This is a very different kind of court that's making very different kinds of decisions, but you you can imagine any time you have credibility called into question, no matter what kind of court it is, suffice it to say there are probably lawyers everywhere that are looking into, well, gosh, where did the information for my client's warrant come from? Everybody does that. I mean, we do that no matter what kind of court you're in all over the world. So this is the kind of thing that you bet other people are looking at. And when this ruling, it's not really a ruling, and I'm not quite going to call it a smackdown, but let's just say when this okay, um, order, this proclamation came down 
around today, many people stood up and took notice, thinking well, this yeah. actually came from the FISA court. Well, yeah, and to me, basically what it's saying is what she said. I can't imagine that. I, I'm not going to try to mind-read this judge, but basically she's, she's come out and said that you've defrauded the courts and you need to do better. Some people are saying, I don't like the fact that they're asking for a progress report. We need prosecutions. Does this not... Um, show that criminality occurred because if you and I falsify evidence in an investigation, we lie to investigators or we go into court and uh, as a citizen and we're being prosecuted and we falsify evidence before court, we're subject to prosecution. Does this not now show that there's likely to be prosecutions of those involved? Here's the tricky part of that analysis, Andrea, and I'm glad you asked Don't the tell question. me I'm wrong, girl. Well, well, here's here's why it's tricky. It's hard to know what's in somebody's mind when they go and they present evidence to a court because you have to know it's false. Remember, perjury and, and related crimes require mental state. Well, you, know, you heard a lot about quid okay. pro quo. You need mens rea, another tricky Latin term also. You've got to know it's false. You have to intentionally withhold evidence that you had a legal duty to produce. So, what, but okay, plain devil's advocate with you. So the attorney that actually flipped about Carter Page and falsified an email, I, I don't think he did that accidentally. Yeah, if you can prove intentional action when somebody is actually, you know something's false and you present it anyway, let's just say that's a problem and I'm sure we haven't heard the end of it. All right, y'all listen to our little debate there. Show of hands, who thinks I won that argument there? To those of us in the... Okay. <laughs> All right, a tentative think, hand right yeah. there. I think so. All right. That we're sitting here with Wendy Patrick, amazing legal analyst, and she's actually going to be filling in for me Monday next week when next I'm week. out on vacation. Now, stay tuned. We come back. Did y'all hear that Barack Obama said women make better leaders? I don't know. We talk about playing the identity politics game. We're going to talk about that with Wendy Patrick when we come back. more Andrea K follow her on Twitter at Andrea K show and like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E we heard you and backed by popular demand we invite you to a free movie screening of no safe spaces at 7 p.m. on Tuesday December 17th at AMC Fashion Valley free speech is uh, free on campuses unless you're hearing ideas you don't like free speech was never meant to protect love speech that's not the point. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com or tap the Answer San Diego app to reserve your free tickets today. Tickets available while supplies last. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. If you find yourself in an issue with the IRS and they're threatening you, or you can't sleep at night, remember this name, Anthem Tax Services. Within two months, they save me $25,000. If you are a small business owner or self-employed and owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call Anthem Tax Services today, 866-275-7820. We have saved millions of dollars in tax debt, and our goal is to reduce your tax debt to as little as possible. Call 866-275-7820. We are confident enough in our services to offer a 100% money-back guarantee if we can't put you in a better position than where you started. Call for a free consultation and we'll also take care of your tax case study for free saving you hundreds of dollars 
Call 866-275-7820. Anthem Tax Services, the trusted name in tax resolution. 866-275-7820. 866-275-7820. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real, natural-looking hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-11 to 85850. FM 96.1 North County. And AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Coming to y'all live from the Fashion Valley Theaters here for the another screening of No Safe Spaces, the amazing movie with Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. It's as entertaining as it is informative. It is shocking, provocative, exciting. And when you see it, you will realize that this is for, uh, it's for everybody. This is not a movie just geared for conservatives and everybody needs to see it and see what's at stake when you're, when you're advocating for, for removing people's free speech rights. I'm joined tonight with my buddy, DJ Carrot Sticks, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I also would add the movie's emotional. It is emotional. Even for me, I I got emotional with some of their stories. That they told. So yeah. I don't know if my T levels are low or something, but I don't know. Uh, it definitely yeah. got me emotional. <laughs> Thank you. The, the, Too no much need to overshare. Yeah, Too no need to overshare. And I'm also joined with my buddy, amazing legal analyst Wendy Patrick, on the eve of impeachment. People tweeting out today, hashtag impeachment eve. It is absolutely extraordinary. Before the break, we were talking about these FISA courts uh, abuses and what was going on with the FISA courts. And what it ended up happening was after they couldn't get any more renewals and all the exculpatory evidence came in, they shifted. Comey came out, went and had a phony meeting at Trump Tower, came out, documented it, leaked that information to a, to a writer and un, under the specific intention to get Rod Rosenstein to appoint a special prosecutor that led to the phony Russian hoax witch hunt. And that led to where we're at right now with impeachment. This is part three of a coup attempt of which President Trump correctly identified in a letter, scorching letter to Nancy Pelosi today. It has not stopped the Democrats. They're going forward with their impeachment tomorrow. In the eve of that, um, also trending today was Doug Collins, who has been a hero for the for the Republican Party in the House. And I want to play this clip. And then Wendy Patrick and I are going to talk about tomorrow's impeachment vote. It takes common sense to know that you don't impeach somebody without at least making all the evidence proper. But you know, that's what happens when you're to the tyranny of a clock and a calendar. When you're the tyranny of a clock and a calendar, nothing else matters. It's like what's going to happen here in the holidays is you're getting close to that day and you're supposed to give that gift. Nothing else matters. You just got to go get it. And it's it's the last minute. If you don't have anything, Mr. Ace, I bet you've done this. You go out and you just buy the first thing you get. 
And this is what was happening. The clock was running out. So they found a phone call they didn't like. They didn't like this administration. They didn't like what the president did. They tried to make up claims of that there was pressure and all these other things that they've so outlined in the report. But at the end of the day, it's simply last-minute Christmas shopping. They ran and found something. They said, we can do it. But no crimes. That's right. None in the articles. Abuse of power in which any member can make up anything they want to and call it an abuse of power. Yep. I love that clip. I love Doug Collins, especially since he almost sounds like that prosecutor, the DA, and my cousin Vinny. You know, they were identical. Right? That's my favorite scene. But while he's talking in that southern accent, right, he's speaking the truth, y'all, because he's telling there has no, been no due process here. There's no crime. And this is all part of a phony coup attempt. And they were running out the clock. They Everything that we already talked about going on with Comey and the FBI and a crossfire hurricane and the phony Russian, uh, you know, uh, hoax. Now here we are. We're on the eve of impeachment. Wendy Patrick, you're a legal analyst. Have you ever seen such a denial of due process rights in an effort to uh, take down an American citizen? You know, there has been, uh, we've talked about it being a rush of judgment, rush to judgment. We've talked about it being preordained. We've basically talked about the them wanting to tie a bow on it in time for Christmas. You know, you mentioned impeachment eve. What about Christmas Eve? What about New Year's Eve? I mean, this is the holidays. And right. all we are talking about is articles of impeachment. We're not talking about malls and movies. Thank goodness that we do have a lot of people here tonight that are actually enjoying themselves and enjoying the holidays. Right. We're talking about what, you know whether or not we're going to have articles of impeachment that are a road to nowhere. This is dead on arrival in the Senate. Mm-hmm. That has been part of the analysis that I know a lot of the American people have just been very frustrated about. They didn't elect these leaders to Congress to be doing this. They care about prescription drugs and getting right. jobs and going back to school and you know all the kinds of things, the kitchen table issues that we care about as Americans. Right. And I understand that the, the the members of the House most recently are saying, well, we can do it all. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. But it just doesn't appear that they're doing anything else. Now, I, I don't want to say that completely because I know that there were a couple things that were passed this week. But for the most part, it seems to be all we talk about. I mean, think about what you just said. This is impeachment eve. Right. Why? <laughs> why? We actually, it has its own name. Right. Why aren't we focusing on actually buying real presents for our families right. and caring about the things that we care about as Americans? Right. The Democrats are preying on the emotions of Americans who, through, as we've talked about and as this movie's about tonight, you know, the left has hijacked our school system and, and kids, how many how many people out there that are whipped up in this impeachment eve frenzy, you know, they, you know Americans out there don't even know what, what you know, due process is and, and don't care about due process because they're being fed that Trump, you know, all this false narratives about President Trump and we've got Americans out there gleeful. You know, President Trump was right today in his letter to Nancy Pelosi about the Democrats how they have cheapened impeachment. This is, you know, and how she pretended that they did this in a grave, solemn manner when she went around the next day laughing how they've been working on this for 22 months. This is very serious. And it's incredibly serious when even, but I will tell you, the good news here, America, is that in spite of the fact that they denied due process, they did not allow the president to bring forth any any witnesses that were, uh, that defended him. They, they like Jim Comey, they withheld exculpatory evidence. It's still been, the proof has been out there that the only evidence that the Democrats have put forth is that they that they're 
Trump committed no crime, and they just want to impeach him because they don't like him. And it's scary for me, like we're talking about with the movie tonight, Wendy Patrick, that so many Democrats don't don't see the end game and how it hurts them down the road. These these Democrats getting whipped up in this impeachment eve frenzy don't see how this hurts them down the road too. If we have the United States of America now impeaching presidents simply because they don't like him, you know, you you cued it up exactly the way I wanted you to, and you and I didn't even talk about it beforehand. Is that is with the way the pendulum is swinging? There are many Democrats now that are actually expressing their fear that this has gone so far that they are afraid that it is a runaway train. It's left the station. They can't put the genie back into the box. We can go on with our analogies. But the point being, they're so far down the road that where do they go from here except forward? They're afraid that's going to cost them their elections. And you hear these people talking and saying, oh, well, that's okay. You should give up your job just to make sure you vote that way. You know, these kind of decisions are up close and personal. I mean, would you just give up your job to, to vote some way that you didn't believe? And, you know, it's it's easy to say one thing and, and harder to do. And I understand that it's a united front right now that nobody wants to peel off. Right. Can you imagine what would happen if one Democrat voted the other way? Well, now, if this was a secret ballot, going, right. we would be really in a very different position than we're going to be in, both in the House and the Senate, I have to say. Well, a couple of Democrats have already said, one has said that he's planning on switching parties and yep. he's not going to vote for it. Talked a lot uh, about that. Yeah, Chuck Schumer has put, put some demands for the Senate for Mitch McConnell Mitch, uh, about uh, witnesses and this and that. Mitch McConnell was like, you you haven't allowed President Trump. You've denied him his due process, and uh, but yet you think you're going to control what we do in the Senate. No, oh, by the way, um, that, that that's not how impeachment works. It, the House does the investigation. They put forth the articles of impeachment, and then that and that alone goes to trial. I don't know. You're somebody that's a legal analyst. I don't think too many trials happen with um, you get you know there's charges that get get, get um, placed against somebody. I don't think the day that the trial starts, you get to start adding on stacking up charges. You know, we can't even compare this, not even a little bit, to a real court trial because there are evidentiary, legal, and procedural safeguards in a real court of law that are not present here because this is a political process. Now, I know a lot of people say, oh, we don't need those because it's politics. But don't you? We're going into an election year. Don't you want to make it as fair as possible? Now, it's easy to say that. Chuck Schumer said that today, and I know Nancy Pelosi said that. Lots of people said that. But you've got to actually make it look like it's fair. And one of the things that's characterized these proceedings from the beginning is politicians making speeches. I mean, that is why people don't trust politicians. You have secondhand evidence. Now, you do have some firsthand direct evidence, but not the kind of evidence and not the quality and the caliber of evidence that you would expect to see in a real trial. So that's a problem both sides, frankly, are facing and trying to work through as they worry about how this show, because he's not going to be removed from office, nobody believes that, how this show and this political theater is going to actually impact them in their districts. Well, the bad news for the Democrats is there's enough Americans out there that care about this process that they... the Democrats care about it, too. Right. Well, but when I I say that, what I'm talking about is earlier in the show, you were like, well, how many of Americans are really part of this whole nuts thing versus, you know... 
the far left fr- fringe. Right. There are enough average Americans, Democrats and independents, who care not just to remove Trump from office because they don't like him, but care still care enough about this country that want impeachment to be done properly that's and right. for the right way. And that's why the Democrats are going to lose some Democrats. Abuse of power is vague. That is not a high crime. That is some vague terminology that they went with, as well as obstruction of Congress, which is ridiculous because that you know disputes between the executive branch and legislative branch has always been settled in the past in the judicial branch. So the Democrats, this is a lose-lose-lose for the Democrats. When we come back, we're going to finally talk about this Obama story because I think it's very critical. We are here with Wendy Patrick, DJ Carrot Sticks, and I at Fashion Valley. We're going to take a break. We'll be, be right back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Join us at SeaWorld's Christmas Celebration now through January 5th. Experience over 1 million lights and all new shows and attractions like the Sesame Street Christmas Village, the Winter Wonderland on Ice Show, and Cirque Christmas Show. SeaWorld is making spirits bright this season with Christmas celebration events happening now through January 5th. Enter to win tickets to SeaWorld's Christmas Celebration by visiting TheAnswerSanDiego.com or tap the Answer San Diego app for your chance to win tickets to SeaWorld's Christmas Celebration. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. We have a crisis here at Toyota Carlsbad. Oh, no, not the coffee machine again. No, it's our huge inventory of new Toyotas. I just got the word from you-know-who. Who? Who? You know. Oh. We're going to have a big sales event. Big, sir? And we're going to give folks... Big savings? Big, big savings on our entire inventory of new Toyotas, all makes, all models. Bigger savings than we offer every day? I'm talking amazing lease specials, low APR financing, factory rebates. But how do I, I... Do whatever you have to do. Yes, sir. Toyota Carlsbad sales team. Yes. Word has come down from you know who. Who? You know. Oh. In making deals, do whatever you have to do. Uh, you don't mean we should. Do whatever you have to do. It's our factory year-end sales challenge where Toyota Carlsbad needs to sell 750 Toyotas. And we're doing whatever it takes to give you a great deal on new Toyotas. See big savings online at toyotacarlsbad.com. You better hurry because Toyota Carlsbad is doing whatever, whatever we, we have, have to, to do. do. Right. Oh, what a feeling. Toyota Carlsbad. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-587-0698. 800-587-0698. That's 800-587-0698. 
Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. Stocks in very narrowly higher, but at new record levels. And with only eight days left in this business year to capture tax losses. Boeing surprisingly unchanged. The company confirmed its uh, halting production on the 737 MAX, at least for now, with 400 planes awaiting to be delivered and a backlog of over 4,500. But losing a billion dollars every month, they don't need more now. No layoffs, however. And analysts say this was all priced in. And it's the last bad news for Boeing. Third quarter stock buybacks up 6.3%, $176 billion, led by Apple with 17.6. Oil prices up 78 cents at 61 on rising demand. Coffee prices shoot up 7%. Demand plus a bad crop in Brazil. And Bed Bath & Beyond up 13%. Six corporate executives get fired. Ford will spend $1.4 billion and add 3,000 jobs in Detroit. And FedEx, after the bell of double miss, it's down 7%. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. FM 96.1 North County AM 1170 San Diego The Answer Andrea K bringing the world a much needed reality check You're listening to the Andrea K show on The Answer San Diego Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show our last segment here live from Fashion Valley before the screening of No Safe Spaces and I'm joined with my buddy DJ Carrot Sticks and well's my buddy legal analyst Wendy Patrick Wendy um, before we get into this Obama thing quickly you had some more you wanted to say about this obstruction of Congress nonsense <laughs> don't say it that way I'll take up the whole rest of your show running my mouth <laughs> uh, the only thing I want to say is you know you, you listen to the way the, the articles are phrased obstruction of Congress um, I mean what, what does that what does that mean uh, or, I mean, the, the the way that we are looking at this analysis is just frustrating. And I know a lot of lawyers have weighed in here. But, you know, the, the objection that the president was making to some of what he was being asked to do is he was saying some of it was privileged. I know maybe not all of it was. But if you look at that kind of an objection and how can you call that obstruction when there is a legal reason to be denying what you're denying? Now, saying a blanket, you know, nobody can say anything. I mean, I guess that would be one thing. But you've got a factual dispute and factual disputes are usually solved in the courts. And right. that's, as you point out, why we've got the, you know, the fabulous trifecta. Right. You know, the, the triple threat, three right. branches of government, not just two. So, I mean, I guess we'll just end with that, that it's going to be very difficult to, you can not like what he did, and you can say it wasn't a perfect call, but to, to be able to phrase the, the vagueness of those two articles, that's a different thing entirely. Well, it's going to lose in the Senate, and I and I think the end game... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so at the end game is to thinking that they were going to try to black mark him, and it's not going to work. I think that uh, it, they had to go forward, like you said earlier. Um, but reality is, is that when Trump released the transcript of the call, they were dead on arrival then, and they should have just pulled the plug. Okay, so um, speaking of dead on arrival, is Joe Biden dead on arrival? Because I got to think that when Obama comes out and says something is dopey, as women are are the, are the greater greatest leaders and far better than men, and all of the problems in the world have been the result of old white Christian men, I have to think that that was a shot to take out Joe Biden because he can't possibly believe that, you think? I, I'll got to tell you, I'm not sure that he has done and said anything that's helped Joe Biden along the way <laughs> thus right? far, and, and perhaps this is just a, a, another one of those statements. Um, you know, I got to say, it, it is really interesting watching this Democratic race. I have probably enjoyed those debates. Also, you know the body language. You know I'm a body language reader as well. Yeah. Um, but when you look at what some of uh, Joe Biden's friends are saying, and I'm going to call Barack Obama his friend. I 
I always did think they were friends when you used to watch them during their president. They had lunch, you know, right. lunches and the rest of it. But no, it really wasn't kind. And I wonder if that's the way he meant it, though. Well, Have you ever said something and it's been taken out of context? No, I think that I think that right now I think they know Joe Biden can't win. And I think that Barack Obama is a far leftist guy. And I think that he's trying to play the identity politics game and try to give Elizabeth Warren a push. Um, she needs the, a push right about now, given the last push. couple of days and what the polls are right. revealing after that hump. Right. Remember that? It's amazing. Yeah. You know, from one day to the next, the way things change, sometimes almost unmistakably without somebody actually even saying anything. Right. Yeah. And, and I think the problem for uh, this, there's so much more I could get into this statement. I think that it's incredibly offensive to. Do you think I, he believes it? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know that it matters for to have a former president blame everything on, on white people and men. It was sexist. It was ageist. And it was stereotypical. And I think it was incredibly offensive all the way around but you know that's really what the identity politics game is and and i don't know he obviously can't believe it because if he thinks women are better leaders then why didn't he step aside in 08 why didn't he put a woman in as the vice presidential candidate well we only he minute left. also because he's no longer in office doesn't have the kind of duty to go forward and explain what he meant now if a politician had said that you can imagine they'd be all over twitter saying oh well, i really didn't mean that here's what i said it was out of context but he has he's you know it's like being the immediate past president of any organization Organization. You don't really have to come forward and explain your actions. But because we're talking about what we think he might have meant or the way some might perceive it, given Joe Biden's numbers, right. well, you know, maybe he does want to clarify it. Well, I think that we have to assume that when he says that he thinks that all the problems in the world were caused by old white Christian men, I have to think that we can assume that he means all the problems are caused by old white Christian men. Yeah, that's I a pretty specific Michelle statement. Michelle made him say it. She's yeah. like, you're going to keep eating this no meat diet, green <laughs> bean, you know, all greens, maybe his tea levels are low. All right. Well, we're going to leave it there, baby. Oh, you guys, thanks for joining us here in Fashion Valley. Thank you guys for being here. We'll be right back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time on TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Love you all. Peace out. Thank you, Wendy Patrick. Peace Thank out. you, DJ Carrot Sticks.